Welcome to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. The energy of the dark feminine is rising. Are you ready to reclaim your power? Understand the power of the dark mother of creation in astrology, Lilith. It's time for the world to recognize the power of dark feminine energy and how you can use it to heal, transform, and create the magic in your own life. Hello and welcome to the first Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I'm so excited to finally have this off the ground. It's literally been months that I've been trying to get this off the ground and I'm just so happy to finally have done that. And you know, the site needed to be redone. We needed to launch Black Moon Lilith Collective. There's amazing stuff going on right now. So if you are listening to this episode and you're not a part of Black Moon Lilith Collective, definitely join. And I'm going to get into all of that, all of cool Black Moon Lilith is Lilith Astrology and just really introduce myself in this podcast because there may be some new people who haven't seen me on YouTube or haven't seen Lilith Astrology in magazines or online. So I definitely am really, really excited. And I have a lot to talk about (laughs) this first episode. I really first want to get into Lilith Astrology, who I am, who we are, and what I want to lend the collective with my mission with this. So I actually had astrology really fall into my lap. It's funny because that's one of the biggest things I teach right now with my clients is going with the flow and going with life and paying attention to what resonates with you versus having to go out and get like and seek. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the very masculine way that we've all been taught and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's on overdrive. So this is actually a a way I lived my life. Everything that I ever picked up in my life if it resonated, I was like, Ooh. and it may be because I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Scorpio sun. When we really love something, we don't want to just do it surface level. Like, Oh, cute. Like, no. If I'm going to devote time to something like same with partners, <laughs> like if I'm going to devote time to something, it better be resonating, you know? So <laughs> I love how I said that resonating. Basically I like, I, I was a classical musician growing up that stumbled into my lap because I went to school assembly and I was like, I saw this older woman with a violin. I was like, yes, girl, do that. And I was like, I want to do that shit. And so I did that up until college. And then I've always been into beauty and products. Like I'm a Leo moon. I lived that out in my chart before I even knew what the fuck that meant. I found out what that meant when I was, I would say early twenties. I only really knew I was a Scorpio. And I, I always was like, am I a Scorpio? But like, I realized now, obviously in hindsight, I didn't know as much back then. But basically, yeah, I, w- I then got into beauty and in, in corporate and in marketing. So I went to business school because music, I love it. I wasn't feeling it for the rest of my life, like doing it for money. I just felt like that's not it. You know, I still have a violin. I, I can still play. I can still shred. But I went to business school and I went to actually SUNY New Paltz. So shout out to the Hawks, anyone that's listening. I got a degree in marketing and business admin. And so from there... I got a job in beauty PR and I was like, Ooh, I mean, I found out I didn't like PR. (laughs) 
Um, and it's funny because I don't even do PR now. It just comes. It, I, this is the magnetism I'm going to teach you guys. And I'm not saying this to be cocky, but literally I'll wake up. There'll be like an email from someone I don't know. And not to say I've never reached out. Like there are certain places that I wanted to work that I reached out. But generally outside of that, I let it magnetize. But I decided I did not like PR, but I love the industry. I love beauty. And so I then... And I was thinking about this before I got on the podcast, how grateful I am. Like, even though marketing sometimes, like I, I personally don't like marketing, um, but I did it. And I realized why in my gut I needed to do this in order to do my mission. And that's what a lot of people don't realize when they're in situations that they're like, not so annoying. If you think about it, the universe put you there. There's not, it's not an accident. So use what you can out of the situation and start energizing the next timeline. But I digress from that. I grinded, I started working e-commerce and I, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. An influencer and blogging and all of that stuff, like all the stuff. I did that. I just learned literally, this is back in 2009, I graduated. So this is when like all this stuff was really popping off, dude. So I have a lot of experience and I'm definitely going to be popping off with a um, spiritual entrepreneur course. So if you have, I have my witchy shit and business, honey, come through because you're going to learn a lot. And it's not all about driving followers at all. I'm about that, those coins, honey, because that's how you grow a business. People just demonize money. Like, I want all these followers. It's like, no, 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 no. Which it's fine. It's a byproduct. But it's the, it's the coin that matters in this reality, right? <laughs> so anyway, I love my tangents. You're going to have to get used to some of this podcast. It's what I love to do. Keep up. <laughs> that was the reality I needed to be in at that time. But listen, honeys, I did not like it, okay? Like after after probably the first couple years. No, okay. I liked it, but I wasn't in environments that were conducive to my growth. And I wasn't, I, I did actually get taught a lot. That's the thing is it's like I had to deal with, a lot of different energies and it wasn't all awful, but the one thing I didn't like the most about corporate was the lack of flow that a lot of people work in. Like I don't believe in that structured nine to five, grind it out, never take a break work day. If you're too afraid, like I'm not afraid to hand in stuff late. I'm not. If you're too afraid to hand in something late because something came up, that you're letting fear dictate your reality. And it's just not in the state of flow, like how we run our business here. Like we have contributors and I give them a long ass deadline. And I also put buffer in the deadline. That's just what I do. Now I don't do structured horoscopes like I used to. We've switched everything over to be cyclical. We are moon beings. I'm ruled by the moon. I'm a cancer rising, but all of us, we wouldn't live if it wasn't for the moon. The moon is our mother. And if we're guiding our day on this patriarchal um, Gregorian calendar, we're going to be exhausted and work when we're not supposed to work or miss serendipities because we were like, I really have, I got to do this now. I planned this already. That's another thing I'm going to talk about is stop over planning yourself. But all of that, like I learned how to grind. So like I digress. I'll go back to the story, but basically at, um, at, I would just learn how to structure a business. I would learn how to meet deadlines. I would learn how to do massive amounts of work, you know, in 60 hour work weeks. I learned how to deal with people. I learned how to write an email. I learned how to market completely. I marketed multi-million dollar brands. And I was always on like very startup type of entrepreneurial brands. Like my boss was like, girl, I don't know how to help you. And I'll be like, okay, Google. I would use Google. I would attend conferences, seminars, all that stuff. 
So that was the world I lived in until I burned the fuck out. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. So basically I burned out and I moved to Portland, Oregon with a past partner. And basically there, I was doing law of attraction with that shit. So I was like, we'll be fine. Cause we had savings. I left my job in New York. I was just like, I'm done. I, I was at the last brand I was at before I moved out there was an accessories, um, fashion brand that now is actually out of business. Oh my God. Like <laughs> I just burned the fuck out. And I was like, I literally don't care. It, and they were tanking at that time too. So I was like, I don't care. This, I got to get out. So then we moved and it was just what I needed to shake up my reality. And I did law of attraction. I was like, I have savings and I'm going. And I just went and I just looked for a job for about two months and just kept my spirits high. I was like, if I have to work at a coffee shop or whatever, like it's cool. But I started working for a tarot, astrology, and esoteric website. And I was like, oh my God. It just, it fell in my lap. I, and you know what was interesting is I loved astrology. I loved learning all about it. It was during my Saturn return as well. This is when I was like 26 to 30. This is literally all through my Saturn return. You know what's nuts is Portland is my Saturn line. That's what's insane. It's like the astral cartography. I did that later in hindsight. And I was like, girl. But yeah, I was there for for two years. I was there for two years. And then I moved back to New York City because it wasn't the place for me. I I didn't like the lack of diversity. I love learning about astrology. It was still a little corporate-ish. I mean, (laughs) compared to other corporations, (laughs) not the same. But it was very structured. And that's just not what I want, like, anywhere. Like, if I was working at a little astrology and it was built in a corporate way, like a 3D way, I wouldn't be able to work there. And I realized I need both. I need it to be my thing, and then I also need to manage it. But anyway, it was great, and I only left because I moved back. Um, And I did do a little freelance for them um, during that transition. But then I broke up with that that partner, and it was awful breakup. Saturn returned shit. Saturn return, honey, like, like take the knife and just stab, stab, stabby, stab. Like there were pets involved, like, Ooh, honey. And I don't have the pets. So imagine that, but it's okay. And I needed that. I needed that to understand what I wanted in a, in a relationship. And this is in my chart. And so it was very healing to be able to do my astrology during that time and see the correlations. Like to the day Saturn went literally was exactly my Saturn. It was when things got it was like, there's not a day more. We can stay here, honey. So then I moved out. And then that's when I really got serious. That's when I got that drive. And see, that's why the universe may be like, okay, it hurts right now. But certain things give you that resistance. That's what squares are. They give you that resistance. And that's what Saturn does. And Saturn's doing that right now, which we're going to get into the transits. But that's what you need. And I was like, oh, and I just, it's like I broke out of a spell of caring about and energizing that relationship and being like, no, astrology is my passion. Why am I trying to still work in beauty? I need to go to school so that I can become a professional. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to go reading charts right now. Like I knew how to do it. I taught myself while I was at this website and marketing it and writing about it. And I was editing top astrologers, horoscopes, all kinds of stuff. Like I was good, but I was like, I need to go to school. So I went to NCGR and that's like an international organization for astrology. It's called the Harvard of astrology schools. So I went there, I have my level one and these are older people that have like their level four. Cause like level four is a research 
project and I'm doing that right now. Like literally it's Lilith. So I'm going to be like, here you go. But they have different levels. Mine is level one. I'm on level two right now. And then level three is when you get into the really like the project stuff. And so I, I found my teacher through there and I definitely recommend it. They could have a little more diversity, honestly, but honestly, the like I'm being honest that I received a really valuable education there. I'm a much better astrologer. I can do transits, secondary progressions, solar art. Um, these are all very ancient predictive techniques. I can literally look at charts and be like, bam, 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 because my teacher's a master. So I think learning from older people really helped me um, as an astrologer. So I went to school. I had time now. Instead of messing around with Bozo, <laughs> and instead of messing around with Bozo, I was like, okay, now I can do my thing. So you know, while I was going to school, I'm like, Haha, I need money. So I got a job back in beauty. So I'm, I was grinding it out people. And that's what I want you to understand with magic and, and manifestation is yeah. Like you can manifest stuff, but you're going to have to put in work if you're trying to like elevate certain things or change certain things or learn something new. That's why it has to be a passion. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I went to classes. I studied privately. I got my certification I went to conferences. I, I integrated myself into the, the community. Early on in me going to classes, that's when the idea sparked for Lilith. So now I'm going to get into that. So this is a little origin story. But Lilith was brought into a class. This is actually one of the first group classes I, I was taking. So I was taking private and I was going to groups where we would bring in volunteers. And uh, oh my God, I love the woman that ran this. Like amazing woman. She's Oh my God, love her. We would go in and just like geek out and analyze someone's chart. So friends would come in or we'd have volunteers. So it was a great way to see how consultations work. So we did that as well. And so we did one and one of the students brought in Lilith because she wanted the teacher to go over and everything. And we did. And so I was like, this sounds like, <laughs> this sounds like all the like African wild women that I grew up with literally, or, or not even just African black women too, on my mom's side, my dad's from Sierra Leone, West Africa. My mom is from um, upstate New York. So I'm, I, I'm actually African-American. <laughs> no shade to African-Americans out there, but I always say that because I'm like literally like African and American. So it reminded me of those women that I grew up with. And I was like, I want to see where this is in my chart. So I went home, pulled up, whipped out my little, you know, calculator and saw Lilith in Placidus is in my first house of self in the sign of Leo. And it's also in the same sign as my moon, but I'm a late degree cancer rising. So it's not an exact conjunction with my moon. It's more, it's in my first house. It's very close to my ascendant. So I was like, oh my goodness. And it just unlocked so much shadow work in myself. Like just the relationship stuff I deal with or attract just the dynamic within my family line, how the women are like literally like Lilith. Also how Lilith was the first woman. And we all know that the first woman was black. Like I just was like, Holy shit. And I was like, that's when literally the website, it just, it was like a download. I just saw Lilith astrology and I saw a website. I was like, that's it. And that was it. So this is what I'm saying where it's like, you follow your heart, you follow your resonance. And that is manifestation. That is magic. Not just lighting candles and, you know, howling at the moon and whatever. That's fun because it's a great ritual and it's meditative. And you can really like ignite your beliefs with these, these magical tools. But your number one magical tools are, are your chakras and your body and your emotions and how you feel. 
and I'm a Cancer rising, Scorpio sun, Leo moon, I go by instinct and what I feel, water and fire, honey. And actually the astrologer whose classes I attended did my chart once and I will never forget this. And this what also triggered me to incorporate alchemy as a practice, not to mention my, it's really interesting because this is actually very like hereditary. And my mom brings that up sometimes. So my grandfather was actually a Freemason and he grew up poor and alchemized and did, and you know, made something for himself. So she said this and I, and I started looking it up and that's when I went down that rabbit hole of research and epiphanies, all that stuff and started applying alchemy to my life and seeing it transform. She said that you are like a sublimatio chart. And she's like, it's like the alchemist. She's like, you're the alchemist where it's like someone, they, they can take some, some substance and burn it. And then it's like the essence comes out like a diamond or the essence comes out just like, she probably doesn't even remember saying this shit to me. Cause that's what I'll do that with people. And people will be like, Oh, you said this. And there'll be a year later. I'm like, <laughs> yes. But like, I remember that. And that's what happens. I'm sure with you guys with readings is you remember that, but yeah. And that's when I went home and I go, I was like Sybil Matteo. I'm telling you guys, this all was like dropped into my lap. This is all the universe at, at play here. It was just seems so effortless and easy to do this is what was also telling me because it was my resonance. We're going to talk a lot about resonance on this podcast. But anyway, she said that I went home, I researched the Mario. I got a bunch of books, occult books, all this stuff and just went off. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the alchemist. Because that's also Scorpio energy. And when you've got, you've got death, Scorpio, you've got birth, cancer, you got the mother, you got creation and you got creation, the Leo. And children and, and, and creative self-expression. So I realized this is what I'm telling you. Like I was able to learn through my chart and integrate that knowledge so that I can live my truth, live my vibration. That's what this is all about. So a big reason why I started Lilith Astrology, I started January 2019. So after this whole other journey. So I went to um, the NCGR conference it, and I do transits myself, like I do research myself, everything. And I knew because of that, um, one of the astrologers, Joni Petri, she's a big on YouTube, said that the world is going to shut down and da, 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 da. And so I was like, oh my God, like I need to get on my truth. It's just, this is 2019, later in that year that I went to that conference. Because uh, before I was doing just YouTube, I didn't have a website I wasn't really taking clients. I wasn't taking it fully seriously. I still had a job and everything. That's when I really started to take it seriously because I was like, I need to get in my truth before the world <laughs> goes, to, goes to shit. Also, I know that we're going to the age of Aquarius, the age of the individual. Being in the system is not where you want to be. So I was like, it's game time. So that's when I really started the website and really started taking clients and really like taking it more seriously, integrating myself into the community even more online, especially posting more videos and everything. I had another membership program before what I'm going to talk about now. And I had a great group of members and my site crashed back in March and was just so hard to deal with. And they hung on. They were like, we really love this content. We really need it. So we continue to deal with it, but we rebuilt everything. We have a private online streaming app now. That's amazing. It's called Black Moon Lilith Collective. And this is basically an online streaming community. So not only is it like a Netflix of astrology, esoteric spirituality, but it's also a community. And I have, we're going to have on top of all of these horoscope shows and different webinars, 
We're definitely going to have private events led by me and, and guest speakers. We are going to have different programs and I'm going to touch upon some of the programs shortly where you can take courses and those will be added regularly. It's just an all around experience. And I want people to get away from these apps that just regurgitate hundred word things. What are you going to learn from that? And this is not just horoscopes. This is like, we want to be transforming people from the inside out. I want you to get this membership and, and join the collective to become an alchemist yourself and to, I'm going to have astrology 101 to understand astrology at a basic level. So you know what's going on. So you have your spiritual tools equipped and there's meditations to help you with your chakras. We have crystal workshops. It's going to be fantastic. So I really want people to understand the quality of this. And I want them to understand that this is like for life transformation. How can you do that? when with month to month and you're just dropping out, like, no, we want you for the long haul. I'm a Scorpio, right? So it's 365 for the year. So it's a dollar a day. It's 25 a month or 30 a month, depending on the month. So very affordable. And you're getting so much value and knowledge and it's going to be ever evolving and changing. And if you guys want anything, I'm, we're very fluid to the content that we create here. If there's anything that you want to learn too. So it's fantastic. So definitely head over to lilithastrology.com. And at the top, you'll see Black Moon Lilith Collective and you can join there before doors close for the year. I'm not really planning to open until probably the end of the year 2022 because I don't want that big ass billing cycle or anything. So it just doesn't, it's, it's challenging to coordinate. Definitely check that out. But this is what's new. And now we have this podcast, Black Moon Lilith Rising. And we're going to have guests. We're going to have so many discussions about the patriarchy and empowerment and astrology and just esoteric thought. This is not just an astrology podcast. I'm going to like whip off transits. This is like an esoteric podcast. So I'm so, (laughs) I'm so excited to finally have this started and let's just get further into what I want to talk about today. Actually, first, let's first talk about one of my programs. And because this is going to really lead me to that, that topic. That's really important. So one of my programs is the shadow work program that is available for members for black and collective members to use whenever they want, however long they want you drop off, you can restart it again. And then it's available for purchase once doors close on my site separately. So basically I'm building these programs as a way to integrate spiritual teachings that I, I do in my readings. Like a lot of you need that boot camp to be like, do, 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 this is what's going on. Right. So that's what these are for. And I'm, I'm creating new ones all the time and they're inspired by my clients, <laughs> literally. So the shadow work program is a, and I'm doing a part two. That's not as nice. Um, is a way for you to start to integrate mindfulness and consciousness into the ways that you're perpetuating the own shit in your life. Because manifestation is not just about like talking about it or having a having spurts of positive thought. Manifestation is being able to hold that frequency for as long as possible and integrate your shadow so that more light can come through and be easier for you to magnetize the things that you are thinking about. It's literally science. So that's really what this is doing, but it's in a practical way. Like 
each day has a prompt. I come on and I do a video to empower you each day to do certain things. And then we integrate it and you can continue that program over and over. And I'm going to have the part two, but basically this then leads me to talk about the topic today is the shadow work. The shadow work is so important, you guys. Like people want to be like love and light with spirituality. And I know it's my role as a Scorpio to be the voice to be like, okay, well, that's fine and all being perky and happy all the time. That's fine for some people like that. Everyone has a different vibration, but there are people on this planet that are not and they need to do shadow work. And it's a lot of us, even people that pretend to be happy and perky all the time. They have had some dark nights of the soul that they are just not showing. So, (laughs) and that's a Scorpio within me saying that shadow work. The reason why it's important is because you're turning darkness, you're turning dark energy into light and everyone has had trauma. Everyone has had challenging events happen to them. Everyone has had difficulty happen to them. This basically just sits in your spirit. It sits in your vibration. And until you deal with those emotions and alchemize them, it will continue to sit there. It will continue to sit there and fester. And what happens is a karmic loop happens or like fragmentation happens where you're then repeating that trauma over and over and over and over again until you wake up. So that's what I'm here to do is to be the big, the big bitch slap to be like, stop. And I have had people do that for me. I've had spiritual healers do that for me. And the best ones will not baby you. And I realized also in my old memberships, I babied some people. I did. And not call them on their shit, but that's <laughs> this next guy is over, honey. Cancer rising is done. Scorpio is here right now with, with the Mercury and the Pluto, honey. I, I need results because I care. And I this is it's my job to raise the frequency, help to raise the frequency on this planet. And that's through helping you guys realize who you are. That's what the chart can do is it helps me. It's a map for shadow work. It helps me understand where the shadows are. And that's Lilith. That's Pluto. That's Saturn. Mars can even be that. A debilitated planet is shadow. Chiron, that's shadow. And those are a lot of placements. (laughs) Like, yeah, we have the sun, but then the sun could be aspected with Saturn. The sun could be in its stability. The sun could be in, in Libra and Aquarius. And I said this on a live recently, like people need to stop getting triggered by debility. It's just the condition of the planet. I have a debilitated Mars. The reason why anyone will get triggered is because you haven't dealt with the shadow of it yet. Because I love my Mars and Libra. I can make my apartment look beautiful. I can make things look nice. I understand aesthetics. I just needed to heal the shadow around it. So stop getting offended about debility. Because it's my teacher like drilled into my head. She's like, no, like it helps you as a reader. So you can help the person. (laughs) And so so stop perpetuating the madness. (laughs) Like codependency, that's a big Mars and Libra thing. And that's what my learning lesson was with my Saturn return relationship thing like and i healed that mars and libra now so and you have to still check yourself with that with that stuff libra sun and aquarius sun are debilitated mars and scorpio is in its exaltation mars is in its home sign mars and aries is also too but when you have mars and taurus opposite mm, that's when the insurrection happened mars and taurus january 6th and it's funny because I called that shit before on my channel. And some of my members literally were like, oh my God, you were right. Or, and I had 
family texted me because I said some shit. I was like, Mars and Taurus is Mars, the action and the war. And it's in a debilitated sign. What happened? Okay. So that's why we have to pay attention to dignities and debilities. So, and dignity means like Mars and Scorpio. This is a planet that can perform. Um, and it depends though. It just all depends on what it's next to. And like when, when you go back to circle back to 2020, the reason why astrologers, we all knew what the fuck was going on. And I said this to some friends. I said this to my mom, like my, some family members, like the um, Saturn Pluto conjunction is happening on January 12th, 2020. And it's not good. <laughs> Saturn was in Capricorn. The home sign Pluto was in Capricorn Pluto knows what the fuck to do in Capricorn those two planets were placed with strength but it's not that's not a great conjunction these are like the two malefics like but duking it out and Pluto is means death and Saturn is is constriction and restriction what did we go through I literally can't make this up you can go literally I'll take you to the ephemeris and show you literally January 12, 2020, when things popped up here in New York, we were in that Mercury retrograde in Pisces. There was, I think it was like Mars in Pisces. Pisces. Don't quote me on that. My memory with that. Uh, I'm literally just going to go off by memory here. Mercury was in its stability in Pisces. So if everyone said like, oh, Mercury in Pisces is so great. What would I say to you as an astrologer? I'd be like, mm, it, it, the energy's not really that great right now. Um, <laughs> and it's true. So you would be like, thank you for telling me. So that's really what I want to do. And another thing that I was really thinking before I got on this call was like, I want clients, like this isn't just about your birth chart in my reading. So another service that I am offering uh, and I will offer every month, but on a limited basis. So definitely make sure you get on our email list. You can find that on the website, lilithastrology.com. And I will be announcing every month when I open select sessions. And so you can book there. And I will also have um, from 15 minutes to 60 minutes intervals that you can book. But there, I want people where you have problems, where you have a shadow or you have blocks. I don't want people where it's like, I'm telling you, just about your chart. If that's, I've realized like that's not my path and really where I flourish and is when I can really transform people with the chart. So definitely be mindful of that. Like if you like the message and you need help, definitely book. But if not, it's like, you know, there's some, there's some astrologers that are more for you where they just are like, Oh, you have a Mercury in Gemini. So you're a great writer. And that's fine. But if there's people that are trying to transform and need empowerment, need coaching, that's another thing that my readings are like, they're not just like, Oh, you know, this is on your chart. No, I did. I let's go. I dig into the stuff and you're like, Oh, you want to get that career? Then let's look at that. Let's look at the relationship with your mother. Let's look at where your love is placed. Let's look at, cause that really what helps. And then people come back and they're like, you really helped me. Like this really helped me open my eyes to shit that I was doing. And then it's like another thing too, I want you guys to be cognizant of with the readings is to really book like, you know, when you book like a PT session with a, a trainer, like you're not gonna go book it and then not do the exercises outside. Like you're just not. And if you do, you're wasting your money. So this is what I'm saying is it's like, if I tell you a bunch of stuff, like I've had tons and tons of clients. Um, some I know personally that I'll tell them stuff and they're still spinning. That's when it's like, you have to do the daily work. That's where the, the programs that I have come in. That's where attending my webinars come in because you need the, the coaching rather than having like, I'm not 
what are you going to book a session every week for me to yell at you to get it on track or once a year for me to yell at you. And then you've been doing the same shit all year. So, and this is people who want to transform their career. They want to transform their life. They want to transform their money. That's just what I really wanted to preface that with. I do get some people where it's not a, they don't have problems or something. I can do that. But for me, I'm like, that's not where, that's just not where it is for me. And I want to really help people. And like, even with predictions, like predictions are empowering too. So the readings can, depending on the amount of time that you book, we can go through your chart, the foundations of it, and do some predictions. If you want to book one and book another for a part two for another time, you can do that as well. So it's up to you how you want to use my time allotted, but um, those will be opening up soon. I'm going to be opening them for August, probably towards the end of July. So definitely get on the email list for that. But empowerment is what we are. So now we've gone over the importance of shadow work. Let's go into Lilith. Black Moon Lilith, or Lilith. I fell in love with this goddess and her and her story and the ancient texts and all of this. And basically, Lilith was the first woman, and she is in the, the ancient Talmud in the Old Testament. She's not in the new stuff. So all y'all new Christians that may be listening, you might be like, "No, she's not." I'm an occultist. I do actual research. So whatever. Uh, like you don't know anything. Like if you're saying that you literally don't know other, other religious and theological texts outside of your own, like it's literally in there. So, and then also she was found in the ancient Sumerian and Babylonian texts before that. So this is a tale that was passed down. Honestly, the modern day church, they left it out because they don't want women, want women to be empowered. If you go into the energetics of the story, and when you look at it from my lens, a black woman, you literally can see that it's patriarchal. And they were trying to, the religious people inverted that story to try to make women more obedient or also going to you know, be demonized or get turned into a demon and all this stuff. So basically this story was in those ancient texts. And when you really just think of the archetype, this type of wild woman, untamed, sovereign being is, is consistent in different cultures as well. So it's rooted in this one archetype into the first woman. But basically, Lilith, she was born from the dust with Adam. And you know what's really interesting is in the ancient Talmud, they call that dust Adama. And that's actually where my name comes from. So this also was like another, like, <laughs> I was like, I, cause I was doing tons of research and I was like, and I saw that and I was like, what? And Adama actually means earth. So that's why my screen name on IG is earth to Adama. I didn't just make that up. Um, my name means earth and that's where they came from. So basically they were born from the dust equally and God was like, go forth and procreate. So they go forth and procreate. And Adam was like, you're a woman. You need to lie beneath me. We're not equal. And, she, and Lilith was like, no. Instead of the two masculine, divine masculine, divine feminine forces balancing and joining and working synergistically together, she ran away. And then God demonized her. So she defied all powerful source and she defied her husband, Adam in order to reclaim her sovereignty. And so 
the real true story to me, and this is like consistent in my family. Like I grew up with a single mother. My parents are divorced. Like a lot of my aunts are as well, or they were just like the matriarch of the house. Like my, my grandma was a huge matriarch and I was actually named after her. her name is Adama on my mom's side. My grandmother was a huge matriarch and broke down some barriers in her own life. So I just grew up with like these women who were just like society. What, what come for me? Like my grandma Adama sent my dad, my dad is, um, my family's from Freetown, Sierra Leone. And she sent my dad to London to study. Cause she was like, you're, there's no opportunity here. Like you gotta go. She had foresight to be like, you gotta go. And she, and they were not rich and she did everything she could to get him there. And now he's thriving and doing really well in his life. Um, he was able to go to school and like all that stuff. He always says like, I would just be a fisherman, but these are the people that I come from. And so the story resonated so much with me. I'm like, that's not wrong. It's like the story's demonizing that. The, the tale is reclaim your power no matter what. Reclaim your power. And it's 4444 on my clock here. Reclaim your power, angel numbers. That's life's tale. And the government, the media, the forces, these evil forces, everything that has been put into place to oppress humanity we can learn all learn a lot from Lilith in reclaiming our power because our power, a lot of us has been stripped from us and it's in our own mind. We've been brainwashed. The fact that people are afraid of abundance, they're afraid of money. And a lot of the time people don't realize the things that they do unconsciously. Like, like if you're say you're out, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out. Like I don't stress about like, how much it's going to cost when I get there. Like I just, I'm like, if I want to do something, I'm going to go do it. But maybe it's because I've shifted my mindset, but like I'll have friends where it's like, there'll be like a really quality thing going on and there may be a door price and they won't go. And they'd rather just go to some shitty bar and not even have that great of a time and then spend more on drinks there. And to me, I'm like, you're living unconsciously because then you're also complaining about money and you're living in lack, but you don't realize that if you maybe alchemize that fear, this is where the alchemy comes in and chose quality, the universe will be like, oh, they only want quality. Well, we'll magnetize now more to you so that you can get what you want. The universe doesn't listen to words. The universe listens to your energy. The universe listens to your frequency and your energy and your frequency is your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And you should be using them. And emotions are also demonized. The patriarchy demonized that. Abundance and emotions are divine feminine aspects. Want to know why? The moon rules emotions. The moon's divine feminine. Venus rules over abundance. What's that? Venus is divine feminine. So when the world is out of balance, the reason why there's so much chaos is because the divine feminine is suppressed in everyone. If you don't have that balance, it's just chaos. So this is a way to ending the chaos is to harness those energies within yourself and to use those superpowers within yourself. Gender aside, this is energies I'm talking about here. I do have some divine feminine, but I have a lot of masculine. Masculine is just that energy. It's like the It's like what's the get up and go and to go, 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 go and the aggressive and go. And, and then we have the, the feminine, which is receptivity and running on emotion and what feels right. That's why Taurus is a feminine energy. Libra, you know, what's interesting. Libra is actually masculine. People like want to say it's not, it is, it's an air energy, but it goes about it 
in a different way. It's like the, the, the action taken on that abundance or the action taken on that, that feeling. Cause when you have that, those energies all able to do their jobs, the world can feel at peace. And that's why there is so much chaos because that divine feminine has been suppressed. And it literally, that's what Lilith's story is about. And so understanding the story can help you not suppress that energy in your own life. Um, I think one big revelation for me, cause trust me, like Spiritual growth is a lifelong journey. And one thing that I realized within myself is that I was running too masculine. I was doing so much and, and then also receiving not as much back. And I was like, this is my own fault. I need to pump the brakes, reclaim my worth, reclaim my time. And the people who can't deal with it will fall away. If you don't like the way I run things now, there will be people that do. And I realized like, I don't need to do, to overexhaust myself. So that was one thing, but I was in building mode for a lot of the time with my business and that's okay too. But you also want to be co-creating with spirit and allowing enough time for the ideas to come through, allowing enough time to rest, allowing enough time to feel good because that is what nurtures your frequency. So that was a big learning for me this month. So understanding Lilith within your chart. So this is the next part is in astrology. So this is all the mythology behind the goddess. There are archetypes in astrology. You may notice Jupiter is also Zeus. Neptune, that's a mythical archetype. Chiron. And you notice that, and people try to paint these archetypes to just be Roman. They're not. Like these are stories, different mythologies. A lot of them stem from Egyptian mythology like they're just the same deity, but just different name and painted white. So these are archetypes that are timeless. The ancients wanted us to understand energies and the way to pass things down over time is to tell stories. They can be stories about real people. Some of these people could be real and they're like, we need to preserve this like Yeshua or Jesus. Like we need to preserve this so that there can be a telling of this thousands of years from now. The hieroglyphs too, it was like stories. And that's what is interesting about astrology with our glyphs is there's a story. I can tell you a thousand book story on one planet. And that's why I think the English language can, is kind of like a waste because I can look at symbols and charts and, and there's a whole story that I just get like of a packet of information. And that's like ancient, the ancient way of communicating. So I mean, astrology is very old, like very, very ancient, but this is the ancient way of communicating is with symbols. That's why with like Chinese language, which is very, very ancient and old Eastern languages with the symbols, it's like they just pocket a big pocket of information. It's like, you don't need to have all of those words, but Lilith is an archetype. That archetype plays out in your chart and it depends on the sign and what house it's placed in, what planets it's aspecting. I like I have Lilith in the same sign as moon. If you have Lilith conjunct personal planet or point or like your ascendant, it's very obvious in your personality or your life path. Like if you take someone like you take someone like Marilyn Monroe, she had Lilith very prominent in her chart in the first house. So did Dorothy Dandridge, but she had hers in her mid heaven. These are two examples there are so many other examples and I'm definitely going to go over them in future episodes, but I really wanted this first podcast to just introduce who Lilith is for new listeners, introduce what Lilith means 
And we're definitely going to talk more about Lilith in the chart. We're going to talk about Lilith transiting. And we're going to talk about the general transits as well in this podcast. So I'm really, really excited. I finally have gotten this first one off the ground. I hope you really enjoyed this first episode as much as I enjoyed filming it. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Black Moon Lilith Rising podcast. I invite you to discover LilithAstrology.com and sign up for email to receive my free guide, An Alchemist's Guide to Black Moon Lilith. Until next time.